Welcome back to Sci-Fi Cross-Sections, a weekly podcast dedicated to everything science fiction. It's me, your sci-fi boy, Colin Brandon, and with me tonight is... Mark Botker. Jason? I'm Bill Jarvis. Andrew's back! Uh, and tonight we are talking about... <laughs> I'm not even going to say it's the hit movie. We're going to be talking about the 1998 uh, American film, Soldier. Uh, Soldier was written by David Webb Peoples, directed by the king of turn-of-the-century bad sci-fi movies, Paul W.S. Anderson. Credited here as Paul Anderson, though. Mm. Not to be confused with Paul Thomas Anderson. <laughs> Rob Thomas, I you did got confuse it. them once. Um, the movie is starring Kurt Russell, Jason Scott Lee, Connie Nielsen, Michael Chiklis, Gary Busey, but I also cannot leave out uh, Sean Pertwee, who I totally forgot was in this movie until yeah. I fucking saw it, and uh, J- Jason Isaacs. Okay. Uh, I'm going to tell you right now that the budget was $60 million. Ooh. And you can tell that that was $60 million well spent. Does anybody want to take a guess at the budget besides Bill, who already looked at it? Uh-huh. You mean the box office? Yeah, the box yep, that's what I meant. Uh, fifty-three million. Fifty-three million. million. Fifteen million. One five million. What is? Uh, uh well, Jason probably already looked at it too. It's fourteen point six million. No, I didn't. That was a pure guess. Mm, oh, yeah. Wow. So it only made fourteen point six million dollars in the box office. Ooh. I think didn't they pay Kurt Russell twenty million dollars to star in the movie? Also, I think you're I read right. That. They did. <laughs> oh my god, I remember a documentary earlier. Yes, they did. They yeah. did do that. <laughs> oh, that makes a lot of sense. I, I think they probably that. spent. That's fucking 40, awesome. Yeah, they probably spent forty of the uh, sixty million just in uh, in eggs and protein powder for Kurt Russell. So. He made out like a damn bandit on this one. It was, yeah. It was one million per line of dialogue that he had to give. <laughs> right? I think he did say like 146 words total in this movie. Probably not even that, to be Your honest. Your husband hurt my feelings, sir. Yeah. Okay. All right. Sir. Well, before we dive into it, uh, which one of you lovely boys would like to tell me what this film is about? Todd, played by Kurt Russell, has been trained since birth through brutal conditioning to be an emotionless killing machine. After 40 years, Todd and his comrades are deemed obsolete when Colonel Mecom promotes a new breed of genetically flawless soldiers. Discarded on the trash-covered planet of Arcadia 234, Todd is rescued by colonists Mace and Sandra, but he's soon forced to face his stronger replacements when the military seeks to wipe out the colony. It's Soldier! It's Soldier! It's Soldier! I want to be a Soldier! Colonel Meekum, the pee-pee-poo-poo man. Meekum. Meekum long. You're like, Colonel Meekum. God damn it. I mean, I feel like that's a porn name. I just, I really do. It kind of is. Okay. 
Alright, so before before we start breaking this movie down, I felt like I grew up with this movie. I watched this movie so many goddamn times yeah. on, you know, cable at like 2 a.m. Mm-hmm. Uh, rented it from the movie on VHS, the movie store on VHS a few times. Uh, I, I've, I've seen this movie way too many times. I didn't realize how little I actually understood how bad it was. And I'm not saying that as like a, a me critiquing <laughs> the movie in a negative way. But there were so many moments where I was like, why is that a thing? Um, and I, I don't know if that's just like pure Paul uh, W.S. Anderson or what it was. But I, I re- remember this movie fondly. And I remember like little bits and pieces of the movie, I've realized. There was like large portions where I just, my childhood brain blocked it from memory because it was that bad. But uh, I just remembered all the fond moments. But all right, I just wanted to get that. I literally grew up watching this movie and I forgot so much of it. I remember, I thought I remembered a lot more from the movie, and then watching it, I'm like, I pretty much just remember the kid hitting that snake with the I remember the <laughs> finger being it. sliced while he's cutting carrots in, like, the first, like, 20 minutes of the movie, and that was it. Yeah, I was just gonna say, you know, I had a very similar experience. Um, I grew up with the movie as well. I remember watching it. It was kind of the late night, you know, cable classic. That and um, Universal Soldier, that was the other one I probably seen. 50 million times on like the late uh, like WGN, ter- you know, movie of the week or whatever. Terminator 2 would also fit into that for me. I always remember Terminator 2 being on like in late the late rotation, but yeah. Yeah, yeah it's funny yeah, you said definitely. Universal Soldier cuz I almost thought about us going down that hole next. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that would be a good one to cover at some point, but yeah, you know, it's just funny cuz it's um same thing too, you know, like those movies that maybe uh, were staples for for all of us, certainly for me like back in the day and then i i honestly forgot soldier existed for probably the better part of the last 15 years um and then you know oh hey we're gonna watch it you know cool let's cover it and definitely whereas some movies that are kind of those staples for me from my my childhood or like younger era um like you know uh, another paul ws anderson joint uh right uh event horizon you know that's one that has always aged well for me and I always can watch it fondly now and watch it then fondly, whatever. This one did not hold up as well uh, on the, the 2022 viewing, <laughs> which I'm sure we'll yeah. talk about, but yeah, really interesting. Same thing. It's almost like we repressed a bunch of shit. I just remember Kurt Russell's like man, baby face um, throughout the entire movie. And <laughs> that's really it. I remember him crying. I remember him killing dudes and ripping that guy's eye out. <laughs> but there's so much stupid shit in the movie that I just forgot existed. <laughs> oh, fuck. It just dawned on me that <laughs> Event Horizon also had uh, Sean Pertwee and Jason Isaacs, which mm-hmm. came out in the same yeah, fucking Jason year, Isaacs, right? Uh, Both of these movies universe. came out in 1998, I think. Yeah. It's part of the uh, W.S. A- w. Anderson. Yeah, universe? Paul W.S. Anderson always has Jason Isaacs in something. And um, I think what happened was they had to take a break during production of Soldier. And then they went and then he went and made uh, Event Horizon and came back to it. Mm-hmm. Oh, God, that's One what it was. I think I did June. know that. <laughs> One yeah. weekend in June. <gasps> honestly given the set like i I could believe that that we got sam neill and a cod piece let's go yeah uh paul 
Paul, do you think we can uh, do this movie in a weekend? <laughs> like, I feel yes. like Kurt Russell walked out of the gym back. and, like, they filmed it and then he just went home. Like, he didn't even get to home. They walked out of the gym, they filmed the movie, like, on a Saturday, and he went home. Well, yeah, one of the things I read on IMDb, too, is that they literally, like, halted production for, like, a year and a half on this mm-hmm. movie just so Kurt Russell could get shredded. Yeah, yeah, for uh, sure. Because he didn't want to get, he didn't want to take steroids and stuff. He wanted to, like, you know, bulk up the right way and like lift you know small toyota cars and stuff like that to get to the level you know and and actually run in real time 20 miles or whatever he ran in the beginning so like he Mm -hmm. did that and then he got all you know jacked and shredded whatever um and then you know like i said he made out like a bandit because then he only had to say 100 words for the whole movie 20 million dollar (laughs) payday holy shit well Kurt and he's fucking shredded now. Be, yeah. uh, strong enough. So while he's at day camp, we have Lawrence Fishburne. Would you like to use him in the movie? <laughs> so no, I've got a different project for Sir Lawrence. <laughs> Sir Lawrence, I, uh... yes, quite different indeed. <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck! Did you know that uh, David Peoples, who wrote this, also wrote? Uh, the co-wrote the script for Blade Runner, the original Blade Runner. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, that's really that's interesting. One of the I only, did not know that. Yeah, that's one of the only kind of big, um, still I, I guess like takeaways apart from kind of soldiers' cult status that it's developed now in the last twenty odd years. That's kind of the big connection, right? Um, to legitimate science fiction. <laughs> I feel like is aside it's from Paul W. S. Anderson. True. Again, too. I feel like that's wrong. He was. He was in the credits. It was Paul Anderson. It was, he was not credited as Paul W. S. Anderson because I wrote I, that I down know, in my notes. I know, but it's the I same. I think it's a different person. guy. I, no, I think it's a different guy. So you think you think William Shakespeare we'll came? Him. Yeah, William get him on the phone. Invented <laughs> get him on the horn. A, a time machine and came forward and inhabited uh, Paul Anderson's body, and so he started going with the credit of Paul mm. W. S. Anderson. <laughs> Or yeah. Paul Wesley Snipes Anderson. It could be that uh, Paul Wesley Anderson Snipes. and Wesley Snipes started co-writing together. There it is. Figured it out. Uh... The, the tinfoil hat theory. I feel like we're about to get a text message from the FBI that says, fam, delete this episode or something. Because I think we just broke some ground. Oh, he's um, doing the Monster no, but... Hunter movie. He did, I think. It's and out? I didn't hear it. Yeah, it's, it's, it, it's done. Oh. I, I think it came out like two years ago. <laughs> oh. It came like it's, out, it's but out, I don't think out. I don't think anyone like watched it. I don't think it's what you expect, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I was gonna say that um, you know, the the Blade Runner connection is, is kind of interesting because on the you know creative side, as far as like the writing team and and uh, even if you asked Paul Anderson, uh, some would call him Paul W S Anderson. I wouldn't, but um. <laughs> It's uh, it's interesting that, you know, if you if you bring up kind of the Blade Runner connection, because that was such kind of like a heralded thing um, in, in the sphere around the production of the movie that Paul Paul Anderson, W.S. Anderson would say. And I think I saw that as a quote on IMDb as well, that if, uh, you know, Todd was to go to Earth, he would run into Deckard. Which is interesting. Everyone making it made it as an offshoot, like it was, you know, a shared universe. Obviously, the quality, you know, I mean, I would say they're both God tier uh, sci-fi properties. Um, but 
Well, I think one does it a little bit better, and I'm curious. To <laughs> One's know a little bit more why, godly than the other. Why, why you guys? Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, let's let's please uh, go through our reasons why that movie is Soldier. <laughs> <laughs> so now that we're talking about like universe scale, or you know the intellectual property of Soldier, I think there's a lot of potential there. I think in terms of production value, maybe it was the the best they can do uh in 1997 or 1998 um with 60 million dollars i doubt it uh, but in terms of what they were like they were kind of just skirting around really cool concepts i think for the most part um i love big what universe what? trotting sci-fi properties like alien or um, Avatar, or just basically anything where like space travel is involved. I wish they showed it more in this, where it's like you're here, and then you're on this fucking trash planet. But uh, I feel like the concepts are really cool, but at the end of the day, there was a lot of, uh, what, do you, what do you call it, um, plot devices going on here. And they were not disguised well. Everything just felt forced. Like, why, of all the planets that they dumped Todd on, do they decide to have this little training? Like, it was was fucking stupid. (laughs) I'm sorry. I'm done. Go ahead. So, it's always interesting to me whenever we watch this type of film, you know, and it's like kind of that that quintessential 90s, um, (laughs) I was about to say just like 90s trash, right? But like... Like, if you look at a lot of the these movies, uh, specifically science fiction movies, Aliens 3 kind of had a similar thing where it was like, oh, there are lots of issues in the production and lots of meddling and lots of, oh, it's got to be this. And, and, you know, in reality, it's going to be this because of, you know, resources or lack thereof or whatever. Like, a lot of what I read in the lead up to this on Soldier was stuff that, you know, I knew, like the Blade Runner connection, et cetera, et cetera. But, but some of it was stuff I didn't know. Like, w- one of the things I read as well... Um, kind of has to do with the fact that the original idea for this was that it was going to be like a Western. Mm. It was going to be kind of like a Shane mm. in space. You know, that was the idea um, with, you know, Shane being Todd. And um, <laughs> basically, basically uh, because, and, and I don't know the legitimacy of this. I mean, it's obviously, it's a quoted thing on IMDb from, you know, I guess production, uh, like interviews and stuff like that. But because they delayed the production of the film, for Kurt Russell to get shredded. Um, they originally were going to do all this, all the filming like practically on site. And I guess there was like some adverse weather or hurricanes or something like that, that happened in the interim that rendered that plan, uh, f- you know, fruitless. They couldn't do it. So then they had to do a lot of soundstage work. And in doing that, it kind of shrunk the scale of the film. Now, if they were able to go to like the fucking, you know, desert in tunisia and do soldier <laughs> and bring a bunch of like trash props and old refrigerators and stuff like that would it have been like some amazing four-star movie like lawrence of arabia you know like uh <laughs> meets um you know western I-, I don't i don't know something tells me no uh just seeing you know the the movies that would come after from the the repertoire of our favorite director but I don't know. It's interesting to say like what could have been because like Colin said, I think it's like if you're going to add all of these sort of like plot devices and and things that are going to drive 
contrivances, I would say, they're going to drive the plot forward. Maybe having it compressed like it was in that one location with kind of all that stuff going on in a very single singular way, maybe that was detrimental to what the movie was trying to do. Maybe having it be a little bit more open of a property would have been better for it. Hmm. So... Hmm. Yeah, I think it was. I think uh, it was it, it was going that direction you were talking about with it being a western. I think as soon as they added in that Sarah McLaughlin or or Loretta McKennett or whatever the fuck it was, like mm-hmm. <laughs> you know the song I'm talking it was, about. It was Lorena K- McKenna. It's Lorena <laughs> McKenna oh, for music video in the middle of the movie. What the fuck is going? It, what was, it was like a montage. They had like clips for one dollar a day. You too wait, can adopt wait, wait, a Kurt was, Russell was, of your very own. I remember. I listened Night to that all the time. Night. It was the Mummers dance. It was the Mummers dance. It was like. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> I was like, "This is the most '90s fucking thing I've ever seen in my well, life." So I forgot that. I existed. I didn't remember Holy that at all. Shit. And it was they literally reshowed clips that they had already done in the movie, like. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> this is hilarious. It wasn't even in like a like. Oh, he's like so me- processing moments. all of this. It was just, it was just like a music video they stuck in the middle. Yeah, <laughs> wasn't it? So wasn't it? Yeah, it, it was right when like he's like looking off in the distance, seeing like the trash haulers dumping their shit, and you just see like his face, like translucent face, whatever you want to call it, but like is superimposed on the screen while that shit's going <laughs> the fade on. Out. And then, yeah, and they start playing like Lorena McKenna. You're just like, what the fuck is going on? Kurt Russell's this- face, there's rain, like, he's crying subtly. He doesn't know how or why. <laughs> that was so bad. And yeah, it became a montage. It was a fucking music video. Why don't you like video. me, sir? It was a f- music video in the middle of the movie. That was fantastic. Forgot Speaking about of which, did you guys hear, like, the intro to Immigrant Song when he's fighting yes! at the end? I like was like, what? Wait a second! What the yes, fuck? Yes, that was in there. <laughs> What's going on? So first of all, the score the, was the scrap heap. I'm like, what? What's happening? The score was done by J- Joel McNeely. McNeely, and there was a, I don't, I'm not familiar with his work. Maybe I am. I don't know. But he well, apparently had. I, I feel. I feel like. Oh, he's a protege of Jerry Goldsmith. That tracks. Okay. Um, but yeah, yeah. there's a moment the where the was just done by this. Vangelis? I don't know. I've never heard of him before, but uh, Vangelis? Related to Van Morrison. <laughs> by, by first name. <laughs> Is Van Morrison's first name Van? Ed- Eddie? It's Ted. <laughs> Eddie Van <Morrison>. <laughs> So, apparently... <laughs> like Ted. Ted Van Morrison. <laughs> Apparently, apparently, with this, um, just this is something I <laughs> something I saw earlier was uh, Joel McNeely actually had a lot of like really decent score that they just cut from mm. the movie. Like there was just oh, I always think I always think about that. I always think about like what's actually cut from a film, sort of to make it more pleasurable to the common denominator. And I feel like that was one of those things that like maybe could have added something to the movie. Uh, and one of the biggest things, because we're talking about plot, we're talking about writing, talking about like things making sense. Um, so the big thing was the script was 15 years old. It was written in 1980, 1982, 1981. 
if you if you made this movie in the 80s, early 80s, I feel like it would make a lot more sense. I feel like this goes perfectly as like a 1980s sci-fi action film that like is it would be more forgivable to sort of make this in the 80s. I don't know if that makes sense or tracks with you guys, but I feel like that's that's kind of how I feel about the script in general. It, no, Bill, I, I 100% agree with you because I thought for the majority of the movie that this was a 1980s movie and I looked, I had to like do it like a, like a mental double take and I was like, wait a second, did that say 1998? Mm-hmm. I'm like, this movie's 10 Same. years out I, of time. I couldn't believe it. Um, the... The soundtrack, I mean, it, it did shift through the movie, but at the beginning, I remember thinking, wow, this is very much like a Predator style. Like that first song mm-hmm. when they're kind of setting everything up was very like Predator. It just, but you know, it kind of played out like Space Rambo. Like it, I don't know. Mm-hmm. It was, it was weirdly an 80s movie set. Oh, in, one... Like, I can't believe that was almost 2000 when that came out. That's wild. When... When when the fighting when the fighting happened towards the end of the movie, there was a lot of uh, nods towards Rambo. It was like disgusting when he's like sitting there and the flares are going up, and all of a sudden you just see Kurt chiseled, chiseled Kurt Russell with like the war paint <laughs> on, and just stabs a dude in the eye. And the water when he's like <laughs> sinking down, I was like, I forgot how fucking awesome this movie was. <laughs> I'm gonna kill them all, oh, sir. God. Yeah, he's like, I have 17 left to kill or something like that. Yeah, 17. <laughs> okay, later, later, Tater. Later, Tater. What are you going to do? Mm-hmm. One man against 17? <laughs> I'm going to kill them all, I'm going to kill them all. <laughs> They're going to need to even the odds against Those me, first three kills in particular were incredible. The ones where they were in the camp. Him I with also rocket thought launcher. the uh, <laughs> in the propeller. Oh my god! Yeah, the point, the point blank rocket launcher. <laughs> in an enclosed I also room thought that <laughs> with a bunch of children, <laughs> half blind, <laughs> <laughs> localized explosion three feet from his body. Gigantic concussive but shock it, wave future, throughout the so, Yeah, the, the shock wave isn't as big of a deal. Um, right, yes, right, Colin, right. the reveal. It's I forgot about the reveal. That you is that what you were saying, Colin? What? Where they like he's panning, the soldier's what? panning and sees like the kids and then the woman and then <laughs> he's just holding a rocket launcher. <laughs> like, was that necessary? <laughs> I, I was gonna there, say um, there's Oh, good. No, no, I'm I'm just gonna keep complaining. Go, 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 go. <laughs> I, I was just gonna say too, um <laughs> one of my favorite scenes in the movie that I completely forgot about is that kid who just kind of has that one facial expression, right? They just like hired him because he's got that one facial expression. Mm-hmm. I love at the end when he just goes up to Kurt Russell and he's just like, <laughs> so, so okay, so like, it's a dad. <laughs> we have we, like, we yeah, have this this, 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 this small family with mom, dad, and kid. And it, like th- this is their family, and mm-hmm. so we flash forward to when the attack begins when. <laughs> <laughs> when the dad uh it's just absurd sean purty and um <laughs> they get attacked and like when his foot gets blown off or something and he's like wrapping something. the thing around his leg and he's like all right he's gonna save him of already and just, like, too much blood. just flash forwards and he's fucking dead right <laughs> did I, am i wrong there 
He d- he died mm-hmm. very fast. Like, Kurt Russell right. goes back home, and Sean yeah. <laughs> Pertwee is just dead. He's already lost too much yeah, blood. That's what he said. And she's like, "Is he gone?" And he just like never answers. And then a few mm-hmm. hours later, yeah, the kid's just like, "You're my new mm-hmm. dad." Are you my? <laughs> You're my dad. Kurt Russell just like picks him up you and looks at the other soldier things like, with a boot. This is my son now. This is, this is a I'm gonna train, by train the way. him to fight snakes. But yeah, I'm gonna train him to be a soldier like mm-hmm. me. I'm gonna train. You know, him he'll to fit right in. I mean, he goes given now, no look speaking out, lines. Look out at the fucking space. <laughs> look out at space. Paul W. S. Anderson's direction. He he crouches down to him. He's like, "Okay, Billy, you don't say a fucking thing, but you look up at that guy and you go like this. You will raise your arms up at him, okay? No, but action. Can we can we talk? Uh, like I'm pretty sure that that was one of the one of the themes here is just straight up Kurt Russell wants what Sean uh Pertwee's character his character is Mace wants what Mace has mm-hmm. Mace dies and he just like oh let me just slip on in here Pizza. I'm I'm in your role now Convenient. I'm the dad I'm the husband he just goes like, hey Connie Nielsen pretty sure that's what happened uh, to that movie Connie Nielsen, I heard your uh, your husband just died. Yeah, five minutes ago. Yeah, yeah, but have you seen the gun show? <laughs> yeah, he's gonna trick. Your son needs a father, sir. <laughs> he's gonna train that kid to go hunt all the space snakes. That's what he's pointing out. He's like, he's saying, you see that moon over there? The- <laughs> there's a snake in there. Connie a snake Nielsen, in that movie. sir. We're gonna go get it. Connie Nielsen, <laughs> sir. I know you just lost your husband. The more venomous, but the better. As evidence shows, I can be a good father this to is... your son. I trained him to kill snakes. That's all he needed in the interview. Hey, let's go in the yeah, other room. Spot. I'm gonna put on some. No, because no. If you if you remember, Sean Pertwee's character is like, we made a terrible mistake kicking that guy out. <laughs> He taught my boy how to smash a snake. <laughs> He's going to replace me someday. Let's go find him. <laughs> it's, it's, that's space whacking. Again, it just everything is shoehorned in there. It's terrible. You know, I don't. Ugh. They didn't really. Well, I guess he, he had ran into Sandra before he left to go find Todd and told her to pass the information on that he was going to go find him. But like, it all went down so fast. Like, did. Did anyone really know that he was going to get Todd to bring him back? Like, he just shows up and starts killing these dudes, and no one knows what's happening. Including the audience. (laughs) (laughs) Correct. No, I like, this was a very confusing movie. Like, you know what's going on, but it's like, oh, that's not smooth at Mm -hmm. all. Like, half that movie was literally the conflict with, like, Wait, the super soldiers coming Michael down. Michael Chiklis was in this. The fighting and everything. Is Jimmy Pig? Well, you know, yes, uh, I said yeah. that at the beginning. Yeah, a pre pre Michael the shield. Ch- Michael yeah. Chiklis. Jimmy Pig is the best <laughs> name for a character. Pre, pre yeah. shield. Yeah, and that's funny Jimmy too. He's, he's still a patrol patrolman at this time. Well, it always makes me laugh um, whenever like you see those like uh, '90s Michael Chiklis things because I think he was in like Seinfeld too, and he was in like a few other like properties like that. Is like. He's uh he was in some um sitcom like like as a, a guest character or something like that. It's funny because whenever you see him, he was always like the goofy guy, and then he played like this hard as nails like ultimate badass crooked cop on the shield for however many seasons. I love that show. Well, that's the I, thing I, is he's not he's not a badass. Like he's just a normal person. But then on the shield, he was a badass, and wasn't he in like Fantastic Four or something? Yeah, yeah, that whole like. 
early to <laughs> mid 2000s that was like the golden era of Michael Chiklis um which I think he's going to come back. I heard he's coming back in Soldier 2. So um I think uh, that, which, was, look up which was written 15 years ago yeah. in 2005. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And he's and in the script. It literally says, <laughs> "What what would that you like in the arms of a hero? Yeah. I'm going to yeah, the, the, yeah." And he's just like, "We need that Nickelback song in here. I'm off the project if the Nickelback song isn't in here." Yeah, I think that one's uh, limited to the Spider-Man one soundtrack. Paul Paul W. Well, he wants it. Wakes up in his flat and just goes, "Mila." I think it's time. And he's got the soldier <laughs> he, two. He's got married? the soldier two script in his hand. It's still actually married? in a glass <laughs> case that he has to break open. Yeah. Oh my I, god, they're still uh, married. I don't want That's anybody touching this script for fifteen years. <laughs> yeah, Paul W. S. Anderson mates for life, Colin. <laughs> he's like a penguin. <laughs> Not many Whoa, people know God. this about Paul W.S. Anderson. <laughs> no, this guy fucks. His wife. <laughs> Only his wife. Um, he fucks his wife. Consensually and often. So I, I think it's funny because, you know, obviously uh, any listeners can go back and they can see our 100 and, you know, probably what, 15 plus episodes of deep philosophical discussion of uh, science fiction concepts, archetypes, uh, whatnot. And I had fully prepared to do that with Soldier, and I was really excited since this is our first episode back in, you know, several months. Hopefully it's a new era. We're kind of getting back to, you know, our our routine. And uh, honestly, there's really, this is a very surface level movie. Um, mm. I think for as much yeah. as I... Yeah, well, I thought Bill was going to talk about uh, Aristotelian um, concepts there. Mm? <laughs> Aristotelian concepts? Mm -hmm. Nicomachean ethics? Nope. Got any of those lying around? No, no, no. No, I'm 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 the type of guy that <laughs> watches get, Soldier continue, every day, Jason. man. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Some platonic ideals. Well, yeah, I mean, to, to that end, it's funny to me because I think we mentioned it before. Colin might have mentioned it. the The film had such, and especially if it really wanted to lean on that Blade Runner connection, like it had such a rich universe where it really could have explored a lot. And I think, you know, whether or not it was done well, um, you know, that's neither here nor there. But it could have broached a lot of topics. I mean, there's a lot of things that are interesting there. You know, genetic engineering, um, kind of, you know, I guess uh, training people from a young age or kind of taking them from, you know, uh, the, the ability to have a normal life and training them for some nefarious ends. You know, I think it's kind of hinted at that a lot of those, uh, a lot of those conflicts that, you know, Todd the Bod has tattooed on his arm and that you see him kind of do the, the montage in the beginning uh, fighting, you know, like a lot of that was kind of unjust stuff. Um, I think that's kind of the, the uh, implication there. But the, the problem is that the movie doesn't really engage with any of that stuff. It's just kind of there as like, scene dressing but it never wants to make a statement on any of that and i think it's interesting that even though it shows that like todd has the uh you know the capability um to you know think deeply about things or maybe is you know i, I joked about uh, kurt russell like baby baby man face or whatever but like it's funny that like you know he 
he he does behave in a lot of ways kind of just like a child you know and it shows a lot of those montages from early on um when you know he was a child and was acting out violently and that was rewarded so there's a lot of like interesting like subtext there i feel like that they could have gone into but the movie didn't want to be that type of movie for one reason or another um so it's kind of a shame you know it seems like that that setting was kind of squandered but there definitely was a lot of potential to try to go deeper into that or or kind of show that more and they just didn't do it right they went for the contrivances right they definitely i mean i feel like (laughs) that's part of the reason that it it felt like an 80s movie it was approaching the 2000s and it was like they were they were like on the cusp of wanting to talk about all these more intellectual things like subtext to the action movie i mean they have a they have a lot of weird moments about like war and soldiers and only soldiers deserve soldiers and uh they're (laughs) literally at the beginning when they're doing the training thing and they have this the soldiers kill each other it they start the scene and it says in between wars like there's they're not even like projecting the next war in the story they just say oh they're just in between wars <laughs> like there there's a they have a lot of like content there about war and what it does to these soldiers and you know uh the psychology of it all and then they just kind of like all right these guys are killing each other that's the focus now it is kind of gloss over it mm-hmm. you know i always thought one of the interesting kind of suppositions there was that you know like um the later era of soldiers were replicants and like they kind of you know there's one word i think it's um uh commander pp poo poo says hey you know they're <laughs> oh yeah they're, they're bred now you know they're genetically genetically you know bred oh we can control whatever you know like but if you think about it, whole grain. Rye, if you wanted wheat. to make it like an in-universe thing, I would have really leaned on that, you know, or or had, I don't know, something more. Uh, again, we we didn't make the movie, but I just feel like it's such a missed opportunity. And any turn here where the movie could have kind of leaned into the the sci-fi ness of the property, they they turned away. But again, maybe that was by design. But I think you know this is definitely one of those films where sci-fi is just another descriptor in, you know, uh, in trying to, I guess, classify the movie and not necessarily what the end result was. They weren't really trying to grapple with any deep questions of humanity beyond a surface level. What was, what was with those weird suits? I feel like that fits into what you were just saying. They're, they had these, like, moments of futuristic design that they would just like they felt ham-fisted in like oh yeah this is supposed to be in the future in space uh we should probably make this look kind of futuristic and then it would just pass and then there's a dude in a in like driving the thing in an in an a shirt (laughs) like this guy's got this like weird white like ceramic-y like textile weird uh space armor and this dude's just driving the tank in a tank top. 
I mean, I like to think the tank top will never go out of use, though. It'll never go out of that's fashion. why it's called a tank like, top. Hey, there you go. You're supposed to As Captain Bussy said in the movie, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Every time I hear the line, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. But the majority of my life, every time I've heard the, the, the line, if it ain't broke, don't fix it, I've literally thought of that fucking scene from Soldier with Gary Busey <laughs> saying that. Really? Really? Yes. Wow. I'm not kidding. Mm -hmm. That's one of my earliest memories of hearing, if it ain't broke, don't fix it, was Gary Busey delivering the line in the movie Soldier. That's actually where it, it originated. Yeah, it was added to the lexicon. Yeah, I heard that. I heard that. From yeah. Soldier. Yeah, I heard that. Yeah. I heard that. Um, some some other notes, key takeaways for me in this movie. Uh, Jason Isaac's uh, accent is just fucking atrocious. Like <laughs> you could tell. Like sometimes he just straight up drops the American accent and just devolves back into his English accent. It's awful. Mm -hmm. Well, he was in between things, so they should have just let him have an English accent. I don't know why they did that. Well, right, he was also jumping over and filming Event Horizon, where he kept his British accent. Yeah, that's that's the weird mm -hmm. thing too. They didn't really establish much of a like who is who versus who kind of a thing. Like they're just in space and they're soldiers. Like they didn't really need them to all be like American, but they kind of did that anyway, which was mm -hmm. maybe pur purposeful. But they didn't. What? Well, it says on on Captain Busey's yeah, it says thing. On their oh, yeah, it's it American, America, yeah. American Army, or something like that. America Forces, America yeah. Forces. America, That's what I it think was. I think it's at America um, Forces. I didn't yeah. God, I would love to like. Mm -hmm. I would like more detail on like all the various things, like the Six City War. Like that sounds awesome. Like, what is that? I'm assuming it takes yeah. place on the East Coast. Because uh, mm -hmm. how the East Coast is just like one giant metropolitan mass i think it'd probably take place there uh I, the moscow incident which i was kind of like ooh, yeah <laughs> watching right? the movie today wow. that's <laughs> given what's going on but yeah sure is mm -hmm. uh, but yeah just yeah just know. to date this current date march 1st 2022 mm -hmm. i i oh yeah <laughs> nothing happened i literally hated with a passion that scene where like the door opens and jason isaacs is standing there and you know todd is like looking all gruff and badass and then he like they imply that he pisses his pants like that's why i said you know there's no implication ah yes commander piss pants coming right out of the wiener it's just it's really commander pp wait is that is that is that is that is that colonel wait is that colonel me pee me poop me come myself but like that was like the quintessential like like it couldn't get any more stupid than that that is like you know, of all the other shit, like, you know, I enjoy like a good juvenile, like romp sort of movie every once in a while. And like, you know, for a good chunk of this, it was kind of like, oh, OK, you know, turn my brain off because I knew we weren't going to have our deep, our normal, deep uh, philosophical conversation that we love so much. But then like you get to that point and it's just like 
that's too goofy. Mm-hmm. It's like, come on. <laughs> I want to know how it was written in the script. And then the main villain pees himself. You see okay. a little pee pee. So, he drops a pee 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 right there on the great <laughs> spaceship. You see, a, uh, you see a disturbing amount of yellow piss come out from this guy. It doesn't so stop. probably needs to drink more water. My, my question. Seems dehydrated. For you, Jason, is the fact that that was like the last straw for you that was what did it for you was him peeing at that moment and it wasn't the fucking montage with the song by Lorena McKennett because that's what <laughs> no, actually I mean, did it for me i was like were, okay there were a lot of moments yeah. don't get me wrong there were there were a or lot of was moments it that the, was just the giant like farming equipment PP. spinning and the guy's getting pulled into it and everyone else is like we gotta save him and then you just see kurt russell standing without his uh, being attached to anything just pulling the fucking line yeah yeah like, why was that a thing and why was no one else being sucked in as quickly as that one oh, it's fucking terrible <laughs> well because his, his the legs were already is that in the they air. do a really shitty job <laughs> they, they do a really shitty job of establishing that uh, Kurt Russell's character is supposed to be the ultimate soldier because the first thing that you see is him getting his fucking ass kicked by well, the, well, the guy the on some chains. He's not. He's supposed to be just a we normal have no guy metric. Like it's, who grew up to be the ultimate soldier, but he's not genetically right. But we don't get a we don't get to see that he was ever any kind of hot shit. Like it's immediately just what are you like about the montage okay, training going montage war, to war, and he's just like dude, ice and fools. Did, like, did you that see was the Battle it. of the Six Cities, dude? He was one hand in a goddamn <laughs> no. assault rifle and shooting <laughs> the, all the, sorts the of moon, civilians. The moon, the moon base war, you saw that, right? <laughs> no, I forgot about that. That was pretty goofy. They're just like all just <laughs> walking in their silver suits, and he's just no. I will give him credit though; they didn't make like. Uh, um, they they at least tried to uh, make you feel like it was in a vacuum. You know, it wasn't like full blown. Mm-hmm. Like there was some sound, which you know. So like right off the bat, it's they failed still, but it wasn't like you know full blown assault rifles in space. So so I'll give them credit for that. Um, I would love if it was the fucking AK forty seven on the moon, just <laughs> in bare vacuum, a fucking AK forty seven, striking true too. Just, Straight as an arrow. <laughs> I just want to know what a bear vacuum is. A bear vacuum. Yeah. There's no. There's no bullet. Well, they get a lot of stuff in their gravity. fur, and you gotta. You gotta get it out somehow, right? Mm-hmm. What, yeah, I mean, can, what I mean. What I mean by that doesn't is that... work the same in exactly. zero gravity. It's, it's a way different thing. Like the way the Expanse did it is, it's rocket propelled bullets. I think it's bullets right. are well, essentially mini rockets. Right. Well, the they're under bull- thrust. A bullet on Earth requires the amount of oxygen that's usually in the atmosphere. If you're in a vacuum, mm-hmm. there's no oxygen, so there's no combustion. That's so they why. have to be under they have to be under thrust, right? Essentially, is is the concept. So they have bears in space, or you have you have to provide the propellant or the oxidation. That's that's basically what it is. Is you have to provide the propellant, which is what you were saying with the ammunition. And that's the science to your science fiction, folks. <laughs> There you go. Go to the yeah. Go to the Baron Space Museum for more <laughs> science tidbits. Except except for the Kalashnikov. The Kalashnikov you can use in space. You can use it in dirt. You can fire that shit. <laughs> anywhere. You can put that thing into that the shit. Will core. fire underwater. You could put. You could fire that thing in the core of the Earth, and it'd still be one piece. It does not. Yeah, it doesn't jam. It doesn't get dirty. Mm. <laughs> Every time I hear Kalashnikov, it's, it's like, halted as many insurrections as it started. <laughs> he shot a man with a Kalashnikov. Oh, where'd you get that? 
The offender had the Kalashnikov. Oh, where'd he get that? Hot fuzz, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> like, every time I hear Kalashnikov, that's instantly just pops into my head. Mm-hmm. All right, boys. Oh. Does anybody have anything else they want to take away from this movie? I guess the, uh, well, not takeaway, but the, apparently the um, young version of Todd is played by Kurt Russell's son. Oh, cool. Yeah, Kurt Russell Jr. That's cool. It's Jr. not Kurt Russell Jr. Wyatt. Wyatt Russell. Wyatt yep. Russell. Yep, that boy grew into his chin. He sure <laughs> did. <laughs> 17 wait, wait. soldiers should be left after the first three-man team is eliminated, but Todd kills 24. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> right? That's how you know he's the ultimate he's badass. He's so badass, he, he kills more, more soldiers than were even there. That's so funny. And he only I was actually counting at one point. I was like, there's no way this, he this was, was accurate. That's Captain America from the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Yep. yep. Yeah. That, yep. that was the new Captain America. Okay. Yep. yep. Who is that? Mm-hmm. Wyatt Russell's, Kurt Russell? uh, Kurt Russell's Russell. son. What? Is that really yeah. Wyatt Russell? <laughs> yeah. Yep. In the, in the, in the new, uh, in, no way. uh, yeah. Yeah. The replacement. Oh my Falcon God. Soldier. He literally looks like Captain America a perfect amalgamation between. Kurt Russell and Goldie, Goldie Hawn. Like, just yep. take them. That's you can amazing. See you mash them together. Yeah, more like Goldie Hawn. Doesn't quite have the charm of his father, but it's okay. It should have been yeah, him playing quite. the little kid, the snake smashing kid. That would have been a, a good moment then, because when he's like, <laughs> "You're my new daddy," Dad, hug me. You're my you're my actual dad. <laughs> <laughs> That would be completely ridiculous if at one point uh, Connie Nielsen is just replaced by Goldie Hawn. No one ever says anything. Just... <laughs> <laughs> I would appreciate Goldie it. Goldie Hawn yeah, and comes out of nowhere. And all of a sudden they're just dressed in their same costumes from Overboard. <laughs> <laughs> Kurt, honey, you forgot to pick up some milk. <laughs> Holy yeah. shit. I was today years old when I realized that uh, Connie Nielsen is Danish. Yeah, Whoa. she had an accent. I always thought she was American. <clears throat> yeah, she did. Yeah, yeah. she did. Well, I noticed it, it sometimes. I'm like, yeah, that's weird. Because it was like. Dude, she looked. Sorry. No, I was just going to say in that scene where she asked him, she's like, you know, more or less keeping it together. <laughs> and then like she just goes, 17 against one. What are you going to do? <laughs> I exaggerated, <laughs> but it was kind of that vibe. <laughs> No, 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 that's perfect. No, she, no, that's what she does. She lets all, it slip a, a, a few times. That was funny. Oh, I'm gonna kill God. them all, okay. Goldie. Dude, I feel like she looked like Charlize Theron in that movie. That was all I kept seeing. Right? Nope. All right. Nope. <laughs> no response. <laughs> nope. I can't well, think of anything I saw on the screen. Definitely good Charlize or bad Charlize. We left. We left you out to dry. Sorry. <laughs> just radio silence. Mm-hmm. I mean, fucked good buddy. I would say that Connie Nielsen's at least Charlize Theron's senior by like fifteen years, um, and I would say mm-hmm. that she's uh, still better looking than Charlize Theron. So. Wow. Damn. Dang. That's how oh, we I'm judge sorry. all. Dang, that's that's how we, I didn't, I didn't right know this was YouTube. Taking it to the Colin, fucking streets. Type of podcast now. Boo, 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 boo. Okay, yeah. Don't uh, forget to leave a comment down below and saying what your favorite part of this please was. Please like, comment, and sub die. Yeah. <laughs>
Like, guess that's how we're judging actresses now, Colin, huh? You know, like mm-hmm. how pretty they Off are. Off of attractiveness. How pretty are they, yeah, attractiveness huh? purely. For more great mm-hmm. content. <laughs> yeah. Subscribe oh my to God. Sci-Fi Cross-Sections oh my After God. Hours. Hey, I know this is a non-visual medium, but Colin just gave me a look that could kill. Yeah, the finger. Yeah. Damn. I didn't actually raise my finger. I would. It's- I wouldn't raise a finger against Bill. This, oh, Colin, let's do let's do Just good one. sci-fi, bad sci-fi, so I can do my monologue I've been preparing all week. <laughs> I would, I would well. love it. Okay, uh, all right, gentlemen, let's go around the table and do a good sci-fi or a bad sci-fi. Starting with Mark. Uh, mm. you know, I had a lot of potential. Could have been better sci-fi, but it ended up just being uh, action movie in in space. They set up, as we were talking about earlier, they set up a lot of cool concepts to that they could talk about, and they kind of like approach the line of talking about these things, and then they just they're like, and he shoots a dude. So, um, mass sci-fi, but fun watch. Bigger vacuum. <laughs> Sorry. Thank you, Bill. No problem. <laughs> Bill, that was inappropriate. I'm sorry. That wasn't the time to laugh. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Kick this guy up the podcast. All right. Thank you. Um, Jason. Yeah. You know, funny, like I said, every time we revisit one of these classics from the childhood uh, era, it's it's always interesting to see kind of how it holds up. This one was one that didn't hold up for me. Um, I, I still thought it was a fun watch. It was nice to revisit it because I kind of was comparing the the mental image uh, that I had in my head after all these years to what it actually was. So, you know, I, I don't know if I'd be chomping at the bit to necessarily do another viewing of this anytime soon, but I'm glad we revisited it. Um Bad sci-fi, but it doesn't even try to engage with the the subjects that it brings up. So I don't think it's like it tried and failed. Because a lot of those movies, I'll still try to give them some credit, you know, or properties, I should say. I'll still try to give them some credit if they're, maybe they don't do it in the most deft way, but they at least try to engage. This movie did not. Um, it, it actively sidestepped all that stuff. So bad sci-fi, bad movie. Um, I know Paul can do better. And he has. He's done better. So. Mm-hmm. All right. Thank you, Jason. Bill Jarvis. Hi. Um. So I uh, just wanted to say that I think this is bad sci-fi. I think that uh, Paul W S T U V W X Y Z Anderson came mm-hmm. over uh, from Van Horizon after the eighteen-month hiatus and was just like. Oh, yeah, we got to do this one, don't we? Oh, fuck. Okay, let's just uh, wrap it up. And it feels like, you know, like, I feel like the action, I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, I think it's bad sci-fi. I think that it was mediocre action, to be totally honest. So, yeah, that's my feelings on it. All right. (laughs) Thank you, Bill. Andrew, what do you got? Oh, I think the word that comes to mind when I think about this movie is mid. Um, I mean, yeah, it's it's not 
fantastic, but it's definitely not the worst movie I've watched for sci-fi cross sections. Oh yeah, by far. Or worst movie I've watched in general. <laughs> so, you know, is it Men in Black? No. Is it, you know, Raised by Wolves? Also no. I'll let you decide which one's which. <laughs> what what the fuck? You can't you can't just like throw those two properties in there <laughs> <laughs> without any sort of explanation. <laughs> I just did. Oh my god. Hey, Paul Anderson right, can do it. Yeah, like Cam Miller. Yeah, ex- yeah, Paul yeah, Andrew W. S. Anderson or whatever you guys Paul W. S. Miller. Um That was a, that was one of the original jokes. Right? <laughs> sure. So right. yeah, uh, yeah, just kind of really middling. Um, not not amazing. Uh, not amazing movie. Not amazing sci-fi. All right. Not not. I think that's the first. Not amazing sci-fi. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. I think that's the anti-magnanimous. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. We're on the opposite end of the scale there. Yeah. Um, yeah. I. I would agree that this is honestly a bad movie. It's not good. Uh, did this live up to eight, nine, ten, eleven-year-old Colin Brandon's expectations? Absolutely. This was fucking great. Um, th- just to date myself, thirty-one-year-old Colin thought this was a terrible uh-huh. fucking movie. Um, did I still enjoy it? Absolutely. Uh, Kurt mm. Russell fanboy. I could watch this all day. Uh, probably won't watch it again for a while though. Um, on the sci-fi side of things, I also think it was pretty bad. Now, we mentioned that this, um, who specifically did it? Was it Bill? Um, that this movie was made like 16 years after it was yeah, written. Yeah, yeah. That says a lot. Um, there was probably a lot of shit that was like cut and thrown out. Um, I would truly believe that. Um I think this movie came out in a time when it was way more fashionable and uh, sellable to, you know, throw in the fucking uh, Lorena McKinnett music video in the middle of the movie. And um, there's really no no message here. There's no uh, thesis that they're trying to put across the line. It's, it's literally just an action movie with subpar visuals like honestly it i'm sad it's 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 gone down and <laughs> this movie actually just held up in my brain for a long time of that was a good movie i liked it and now it's mm-hmm. no uh, not the best from paul mm-hmm. kurt russell did what kurt russell can do i think he, he delivered well but everything else was just like eh so i uh I feel like we killed something inside me today, boys. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, Lord. Those are always oh, the no. best picks when we, you can kill a part of yourself <laughs> <laughs> by watching a 20-something-year-old movie. That's, that's what we've we done, need we've right done, now. We've done a few of those. Like, I think Sphere, when me and Bill, I don't know if it ever got released, but me and Bill did Sphere, and like, <laughs> I went back and I was like, Nope, this is not the movie I remember to be. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure, for sure. Same here. Same and I here. don't want, I don't want to watch The Abyss because I'm scared that's what's going to happen. I, I heard that's yeah. that's good for your mental health to do that regularly. Just revisit things that you loved and meant a lot to you as a child and ruin them. Exactly. <laughs> Perfect. Sphere, yeah. Sphere was the that's spiritual sad, successor yeah. to Biodome, right? Yes. Don't no. go into podcasting, folks. <laughs> it I do. Was the sp- 
I do. Actually, I think Biodome came out before Spirited. I do feel I like we can go down a Kurt Russell rabbit hole with this. I really want to do like mm-hmm. Escape from Escape from New York, Escape from L.A. I feel like you could do one episode for both of those movies. Yeah. Can we can we revisit Is Biodome the Polly Shore? Movie? Can we yes. revisit Stargate a few years later? <laughs> we could do Biodome because it's technically sci-fi. I think we just go down this path, boys. I'm done with the philosophical discussions. Fucking TMZ hour. That'll be half the podcast. He'll just sit there, talk shit about celebrities, and then wow. talk this about a bad is the f- a bad movie. This is this is the fucking phoned-in second season of Sci-Fi Cross Sections. <laughs> All right, this we're going to cover the, uh, we're contra- Hey, you remember that part we're where they We're contractually obligated to make episodes, but we don't want to. You remember to. that part where they made a filter? <laughs> that was really... Uh, did any of you guys actually see oh, Biodome? Yes. Yeah. Oh, yes. Say, I've seen it multiple you're times. You're going to bring up Biodome, I'm making a filter, no. and you're not going to say anything. Mark actually has Biodome tattooed on his left ass cheek. I actually still I still quote the movie I still quote the movie when they were trying to convince everybody to start growing weed and they're like I know what you're thinking illegal illegal <laughs> all right next week biodome next week Polly Shore let's go all right oh um Daddy. all right well folks there you have it we've killed uh, a part of Colin's childhood tonight um and we'll find out which part of my childhood we can kill next week, which we're still going to figure out what we want to do. So uh, I don't I don't want to do Biodome. I'm going to be completely honest. No, I'm just being, we can't do that. I think we, we, we need to do something that uh, stretch. I think we need to raise the bar our mental after. muscles a little bit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I've never seen Men in Black 2. <laughs> <laughs> flush me, Jay. Flush me. <laughs> That's the only thing I remember of that movie. <laughs> okay. I've never never seen I it. I just right. love Okay, Escape from LA. Cool. All right, let's do it. Oh, <laughs> oh shutting hey, down this, the earth. This made me want Other... to watch those movies again though. Rewatch them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For it real. really did. But uh but as Mark said too, they that was one of those movies that was on Amazon Prime for ten years and they just took off last month. And I really don't want to spend three dollars on it. It's like we <laughs> fucked up by doing a hiatus. <laughs> We missed out on all these movies. <laughs> you could probably go to Disc Replay and get it for like 20 cents. Yeah, that's, that's true. Man. I don't buy physical media anymore. I'm not a sucker. I can't do DVDs. I, I buy everything. I buy everything in the metaverse. The low resolution hurts my <laughs> eyes. can't really do it. Mm-hmm. Gotta be a 4K. Can, can I just buy an NFT of Escape from LA? Yeah. Yep. If you own it, then you can have dinner with uh, Kurt Russell. Kurt Russell. <laughs> That's awesome. Is, and but Goldie Hawn. Everyone you. always just pitches Kurt Russell, but Goldie will be there. Kurt, <laughs> she's very pleasant. Kurt Russell is uh, actually selling his mustache from Hateful Eight as an NFT now. Oh, yep. no. <laughs> you know, I actually really do own that mustache. It's a little you know? smelly now, but... <laughs> You can buy it. You can buy it. All right, folks. That is all we got time for. So uh, until next time.